0: I drink till the night It comes another day and the day's Just another little thing in our way There's something about the way You beat me down That I'll never learn You're the fight of no return The pain in my chest The stain on your dress The glass in my eye But this life is a joke And death is the punch I
1: Beep, 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 kids. Beepity beep beep. Beep, beep. beep, beep. Welcome to Mother's Mayhem, an extreme horror podcast. You, you Looney Tunes. All right, are y'all ready for a space jam? (laughs) You
2: know, that song's gonna get stuck in my head all day.
1: Oh, I don't don't even know why I said that because it really has nothing to do with today's episode, but this is pretty much as good as it's gonna get. So (laughs) deal with it.
2: (laughs) Right. Now, are we talking... LeBron James Space Jam, or are we oh. talking the good one? The oh Michael no,
1: we're talking Michael Jordan Space Jam. I couldn't even okay. finish Space Jam two. And if that okay. offends you, you can go ahead and unsubscribe from this podcast right Gotta now go. because
2: Bye. You're,
1: you're probably
2: stupid. You're, not our,
1: you're,
2: <laughs> not our, you're not our you're
1: not our you're not our demographic. That okay? movie you're not was that was, movie was shit. It was Sorry, LeBron. Trash. Your movie. He, your he movie, makes millions. He's fine. Space Jam to garbage. Yes,
2: garbage. It, now, uh, garbage all caps or just garbage with a capital G? And then
1: oh, garbage oh, garbage all caps with a few extra A's after the B and a French accent.
2: Okay,
1: garbage. Christina. Wow, it was Jesus. a a tire fire.
2: Was it a vagina dumpster fire? What? (laughs) (laughs) My
1: brain, my brain, just like imagined a giant vagina with a lot of trash in it. And I don't ever want to think about that again. You're welcome. No, no. You're welcome. You know, that actually might be a good topic for a book. Authors, if you're listening. Kevin Sweeney. We know you are. Oh, yeah, Kevin Sweeney. We're going to be hanging out with him today. This is very exciting because he's one of my absolute favorite Bizarro authors. And his book, I have to take a deep breath for this one. (laughs) I had to swallow all my spit first. Okay. So his book, (laughs) James and the Giant Mass of Pissing, Shitting, Screaming, Puking, Burping, Bleeding, Farting, Sweating, ejaculating, genetically modified mutant monster meat. Got it. (laughs) That was my number two book of 2021. And I can't wait to talk with this guy today. He also has a really pretty face. (laughs)
2: Mm. Hmm. Well, to me, to me, he's. I am so frustrated with this man because he's been doing this for like 10 years, right? There's like no other interviews. There's nothing about this man anywhere.
1: Nothing. Nothing at all.
2: I know pretty much nothing about this man. I know that he wrote a few books under pen names, which we'll get to. I know that um, he's written over a dozen books. Um but other than that.
1: Well, I know a lot of things about him.
2: How is that possible? I
1: just, I just know things.
2: You can't possibly know things because he's like a bizarro
1: ghost on the internet. Well, I have it on good authority that Kevin Sweeney is, is actually the ghosts of four possums in a smoking jacket.
2: But no pants.
1: They're ghost. Just a smoke po- jacket. They're ghost possums, Christina. They don't need fucking pants.
2: Okay, well, I call horseshit because they <laughs> <you> need pants. <laughs> Just walking around like Adam and Eve.
1: Fucking ghost possums don't need fucking pants, Christina.
2: Yes, they do. God damn it. Yes, I they don't. do. Yeah. So anyway, <sighs> needs possums. Pants. Like every episode we need trigger warnings content warnings spoiler warnings you know yeah. there's going to be language pants ghost, <laughs> possums. <Pancils> ghost possums <laughs> um, <laughs> you know you never know uh what we'll say or who we will try to piss off in the community just because you know that's just who we are um and we're going to discuss all kinds of books with kevin so there will probably be spoilers so you know suck it up buttercup
1: uh Christina. Christina. Huh. Christina. What? Oh <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Sweeney? Kevin Sweeney. Kevin Sweeney is a reincarnated Victorian match girl.
2: <laughs> Horseshit. shit <laughs> Kevin,
1: Kevin Kevin Sweeney. Kevin Sweeney is my sleep paralysis demon.
2: Wow. <laughs> oh wow. Christina
1: Christina, he's the beard of Zeus not Zeus himself though just the beard that's even worse that's even worse because that's just like irritating
2: and what have you been reading since we last spoke give me give me something normal give me something normal Uh, I don't
1: have that right (laughs) I'm uh,
2: sorry. Am I not, okay,
1: I'm on the fine. wrong podcast. I apologize. I apologize. So I am halfway through My Dark Vanessa
2: mm-hmm.
1: by Kate Elizabeth Russell, which I have been sleeping on for probably like almost nine months. And uh, because I'm reading it along with some other things right now, I'm like slowly getting through it. I bought it. Like three weeks ago when I was in Florida. I'm only mm-hmm. halfway through, uh, but it's good. 100% it? recommend. Once I've finished it, I'll do a full review. But the other one I'm reading is one that any of you who are active in books of horror or any of the literary fiction groups on Facebook right now, you're probably hearing all about this one. Mm-hmm. And anytime we have like a big hyped book, I tend to kind of sleep on it. I like, like I did with my dark Vanessa, because you and I do so much indie stuff. But um, I was interested in this one. And then what really got me was I had a chance to spend time with Candace Nola mm-hmm. last weekend. And the way she described this book to me, I could not, I couldn't, I immediately downloaded it and I started it that night. I am almost through it because it's been a busy week, but it is Winter Set Hollow Mm -hmm. by Jonathan Durham. And when Candace described this book to me, she described just this marvelous, like almost lyrical type storytelling and she was absolutely right. The prose is just so elegant, but also easy to read. Mm -hmm. And you can visualize everything that's happening. It's almost like a modern day, uh, Alice in Wonderland. It is horror, Mm -hmm. but it's not our usual brand of horror. There's no gore. There's not a, I haven't come across a single ounce of violence just yet. Um, but
2: so it's more like realistic like realistic horror.
1: It's like an Alice in Wonderland style, almost like fantasy. Okay. The horror horror is, it's very quiet horror. Like this should not be real. This should not be happening. What's really going on here? Um, And I have yet to find out, but I've been reading as much as I can in whatever little pieces of time I get because Candace was absolutely right. It's just (laughs) It's stunningly beautiful, and I think this is his first full-length novella. So, if this is his the bar that he set for himself, good luck, Jonathan. Great.
2: Right. <laughs> good luck topping yourself because it good really luck.
1: is. It is lovely. What are you, What are you reading?
2: Oh gosh, um, what have I not been reading? I just finished um, Dawn Texas uh, twenty. 2002? 2002, um, by Eric Butler, who everyone knows I want to take out his kneecaps. Um, he gets to keep them right now. He gets to keep them. He has redeemed himself to me. Redeemed. Yes. It is about 182 pages. Not bad. And it's the best one yet. Best one yet. How he interweaves everything amazing. Um, and then I have been rereading all the stories in the fucking Scumbags Burn in Hell series. I um love to, you know I to love correspond to, write, to go to correspond with the release on the 15th of February. So every day I reread and review them. Um, and they're just, they're so much fun the second time around. Like I just. I'm picking up on little things that I didn't see, and I ha- I've-, I've read The Diner, so I know what to look for going back through. And it's it's Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss.
1: I am waiting to do my reread until my physical copy of Call Me Goop shows up. So you all know we are recording this on February twelfth. Mm-hmm. You probably aren't going to hear this for another three to four weeks. So. And by the time you hear this episode, Call Me Hoop will have already launched. Pick it up. We will already have our physical copies. If you have not ordered it, have not picked it up, you need to go to Bloodbound Books. You need to get it because this is one of the best Mm. horror, you know, like splatterpunk transgressor. I I don't even know how we describe it. It's just great. It's It's great. And it's it's a godless exclusive, the first godless exclusive that has gone to physical print. So you absolutely must get it. It has. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say
2: what? did Did you say that Godless is only an ebook
1: platform? Godless is only a digital platform. You can only get ebooks, but there's a lot of reasons for that. And if you go to their website and you read the information on there, you will learn all about it. Plus, just so you are aware, a lot of the profits that... Well, all authors who put their material on Godless get 90% of their royalties in return, which is more than they get on any other platform. Yeah. It's also, insane. Drew is very, very active in with the uh, Children of the Night mm-hmm. charity. And we do a lot of work um, and put a lot of time and effort into supporting charities that uh, help and support uh, people who have been victims of sex trafficking and that is very very important to all of us so yes boom boom you need to call me hoop because this is very very important plus bloodbound books if you listen mm-hmm. to our episode with S.C. mendez bloodbound books is also highly highly so much, oh, much. So much. philanthropy focused so we in this subgenre of the horror community charity 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 philanthropy yeah. philanthropy philanthropy. I say that three times fast oh no um, i'm good so i can barely say anything are a good place to pick up these yeah. books because your money is going to good 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 purposes
2: and then um, one I've, last book one last yeah
1: book. what do you want what is it
2: fires of garbage head by tim o'neill
1: that just dropped to die
2: uh, it was an emerge so it's between dnt and yeah. godless every single solitary one that they are putting out right now this one blew me away blew me away it's phenomenal pick it up it's like gonna be 50 cents a dollar or something it's insane and it is god it's like everything you want it's everything you want. It's amazing.
1: I am so. waiting until I get my tax return and then I am legit buying myself like a $150. <laughs> nice. <keep> <laughs>
2: nice. nice. Because
1: I always run out of money. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a poor bitch. <laughs> my family... I I am registered nurse, so I make decent money, but we have three kids, three cats and a mortgage and all that stuff. And I'm the only income. So allegedly you have our money only goes so far. I know, right? It sucks. So after a while, my kids are like, help mom, how much money do you have? I'm like, none. Actually, I have like negative money.
2: (laughs) But here, read this. Yeah. (laughs) But
1: I have all of these books you can
2: read. <laughs> right. You can eat them. They're fine.
1: But you need to, but. Uh, uh, all natural. But you need to be strong children because mommy can't afford therapy right now. So,
2: <laughs> go. Ah. I'll start a GoFundMe.
1: <gasps> Christina. What? Christina.
2: I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't
1: care. Christina, Kevin Sweeney.
2: <laughs> I don't want to. I don't i am so frustrated with this man
1: kevin i know because you don't know anything about him and i know i know all kinds of stuff about him
2: You know so much oh we're actually did you know
1: did you know kevin kevin sweeney is uncle jonathan's corncob pipe
2: (laughs) oh my god okay let's let's bring him in christina
1: no Chris, chris kevin sweeney is a pair of mismatched socks and one of them keeps sliding down into the heel of your shoe and bunch bunching up in your shoe.
2: no no we're we need to bring him on we need to bring him on
1: (laughs) i heard that he's a whale's vagina no (laughs) no christina he's an old old wooden ship from the (laughs) city actually he's he's my future third husband and second baby daddy
2: Can we just bring him on, please? Why are you like this? Why are you like
1: this? Just
2: let it happen. Bing,
1: bing, bing. All right. Kevin Sweeney, welcome to the Zoom room. We are so happy to have you.
0: Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: I have given the people your name and... Christina and I already chatted about you a little bit in our intro that we did before you joined us, but would you like to take a moment just to introduce yourself to people, let them know a little bit about you in your own words, because we tend to be a little bit more creative, as you may already know. (laughs) You're not going to hear that for another three weeks or so.
0: (laughs) Now that's a hell of a euphemism, isn't it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, who are you?
0: <sighs> Don't we all ask that of ourselves all the time.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's Let's true. try doing this.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, obviously, my name is Kevin Sweeney, and I am a person from the south of England who writes violent drivel. Such violent drivel includes the chase out one. Full salesman pitch here.
1: Go for it.
0: The lollipop man.
1: One of my favorites.
0: Thank you. The garden gnome.
1: Another one of my favorites.
0: How many favorites do you have?
1: You've got a like, lot. Adult, no, no, <laughs> no. Okay, so did lot. not mention, did not mention in the intro. But you are like in my top three favorite authors. <laughs> very much. You're very welcome. Lovely. Continue.
0: Okay, I shall.
1: Show them um, all the good stuff.
0: <laughs> I'll continue to shield from this point. The crop circle, those are three that have come out recently. Um, those are obviously paperback editions of things, but mainly what I've been working on a lot recently, um, thanks to a certain amount of serendipity last year, is a lot of short material for The Mighty Godless. Yes. It includes um, two particular series, one of which is The Seven Sins, which is about The Seven Sins, obviously. They have a giveaway in the title. And uh, an older work, which I actually have a paperback copy of here, which came out a long time ago now. Um, This is a book that came out from Morbid Books. About ten years ago, time it's now been serialized on Godless, um, uh, in six parts. Yes, in six parts. As various, uh, each chapter is serialized, but they're almost like self-contained. But they will do form one overall <coughs> story, which is the whorehouse that Jack built. I do have a lot more books in the past, because I've been working um, in this industry for the past. Well, it must be fifteen. 16, 17 years now, I think the first book I I co-authored with another gentleman called Nathaniel Lambert came out in 2009.
1: Oh, Christina has many questions here. (laughs) She has many questions about this. See, do you want to give him the quick question rundown just so he knows what to expect here, and then you can go ahead and just
2: go on in in there. there. Yes.
1: So pretty much,
2: we're just going to kind of go back and forth um, with questions. Sometimes we'll have something a little extra or, but I mean, it's just kind of ping pong and back and forth. But okay. I want to start mine with, I feel like I'm like you're on a witness stand. I feel bad, but I have yeah, to I'm do
0: this. Suit. I'm on a witness I, stand.
2: There you go. I have to do this. So this was a legit text message that I sent to Marion. I would like to go on record that Kevin Sweeney is the most infuriating guest thus far in my researching of guests. Oh, he wrote books. Sounds amazing. Sorry, Christina, go fuck yourself. Not only are they not available, but most of these publishers are defunct. So fuck me. Oh, he wrote, (laughs) there's more. So he wrote under pen names. Amazing. Let's see if I can access those. Nope. Oh, there's a website on his Twitter. Maybe now I'm onto something. Nope. It's a 404 link. Okay. Well, maybe it's just an error and I can look the company up with the no books behind it. Nope. It's a fucking hose company. <laughs> I quit. Sweeney made me quit.
1: <laughs> You're a man of mystery. You're a mystery.
2: Like I can't find anything about you online. Luckily, luckily, Drew or you put something up on Godless about three books. That are under your pen names, which is and if I mispronounce them, be like Christina. You can't talk. The biaches <laughs> is that correct? The biaches
0: yeah, yeah, that's one of
2: them. <clears throat> uh, the pornographer general
0: that was and
2: oh, that sounds amazing. Smut, smut and trade,
0: is that right? Smut and trade. Mm, that was smut and trash.
2: Smut and trash, sorry, I can't even read my own writing. Smut and trash. I was writing so Where do quickly. I get this? I need it. Yeah, I so that's, it. that's part of my question is you have so many, because I even tried to find eBooks for Genocide on the Infinite Express and it's not available on Godless or Amazon. <laughs> so my first question with this is, will you be re-releasing them?
0: Uh, the short answer to that is most of those titles. No, I will not be re releasing those uh, particular titles. No. Um, uh, I want to sound really pretentious here, but as an artist, I was finding myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that pretentious enough?
1: No. no, no, no. no. <laughs> you can do better. Be okay. more pretentious.
0: Yeah. No, what it was, is that um, I was kind of flailing around at the time, I was just writing whatever the hell was coming into my head without really thinking right. forwards about um, stuff which is really important these days, which is to do with, you know, establishing um, a brand, you know, I, right. I don't like saying that, but I know it's important these days, um, and I, like I said, I was just flailing around, just putting things out, and I thought to myself, well, I can't put these things out, There are under one thing, but it was just fuse the hell out so artistically speaking under other names just so that when i needed to use my own name in the future i'd have a better idea of what the hell it was i was doing recently and again the serendipity of what happened last year with you know godless emerging <laughs> at this time and there was a whole number of us who uh had a similar problem which was being banned by the bezos beast yeah um <clears throat> i finally decided to I finally decided to just settle into, well, my first love, which was horror, basically. Mm -hmm. There's other books where um, they're all over the place. The one exception to that is um, Genocide on the Infinite Express. That's a title that was released by um, the New Bizarro author imprint of Eraserhead Press. Uh, So Eraserhead Press actually owns the uh, publishing rights to that, and the fact that they haven't put out a... um, an ebic version of that is well, it's up, it's in their basically.
1: So essentially, those there's, there's first, copies of
0: that book.
1: And those first books were experiments, right? They were just ways for you to write and <laughs> figure out what path you were going to take and where your strengths lied and how you were going to evolve. Very so nice. I can understand why you might not yeah. put those things back out there. I mean, we totally get that um although if you do have any of them just sitting around um i i'll read anything <laughs> i'll read anything you have i will read anybody <laughs> so to be honest
0: it's it's been a case of a, um i've decided what's to bring you know what to bring with me from the past and what not to bring with me um so I reached out actually a of pile of stuff down here. Stuff which is older stuff and which stuff which is newer stuff. But um, Marianne, you said you particularly liked the one with the long, stupid title. I'm not going to even... I, I can't actually remember this title. I'd have to read the... <laughs> from, you know, anyway.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, I absolutely... This one, Go for I absolutely need to know where the inspiration came from for this book. This is James and the giant pulsating mass of like shitting puking ejaculate I can't even remember it all. I got it in the beginning. You did. You did. (laughs) It was my second most favorite book of 2021. And I know you probably didn't read it in 2021, but I read it in 2021 and I fucking loved it. So I what how how? Where? Why? because it's fantastic. <laughs> Hit me. Hit me with that good info because I need it.
0: Well, the thing is with the um, James and the fucking long title. <laughs> we just refer to it as that from this point onwards. It's just so Got much it. easier. That works. <laughs> that that works. I'm living under a, a suit which I think the pseudonym uh, Ronald McDowell. Um at this point I really didn't care whether I was skating yeah. really close to the, you know, close to the wind as far as copyright and stuff went, because I was going right. to get the trouble from, you know, the boys of the golden arches as well as the estate of um, our beloved children's author. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically it was a lot of what I do is ex- a lot of what I do is an experiment. And, I wrote three books under that particular pseudonym. I had re-released two of them. Um, This was originally under a much shorter title, which was basically James and the Giant Stem Cell. Um, When I re-released it, I gave it a bit much more punchier and fucking long title.
2: And I love it. Um, The other
0: one was Machine and the Mind Candy Factory, which I re-released as well under my own name, because I felt proud enough of them, basically, just to say, okay, this is older material. It was I was experimenting, but I'm quite happy to say yes, I wrote this. Um, the thing when, when, you, when you put your name up, um, on the likes of Amazon and Goodreads and all that is that when they start collating the data together, every single thing that had your name on it gets jammed in there. So, if you're going to create a brand or if you're going to try and create a, an image of a writer, and you, you know, somebody says, Oh, I read something by the you know, so and so. And it's really, I really enjoyed it. And they go up there and they look for other books of yours. If you've got, if you did what I did and you wrote all this bizarre shit that was all over the place, um, somebody is, you know, is going to be horribly disappointed when they pick up something else by you. And they say, hang on, this, this, the fuck is this crap? You know, I, I, I came because you, you wrote this wonderful thing that, oh, it so wonderful. Fucking big myself up.
1: Uh, uh, it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was wonderful.
0: but my my point is is that in those early days i used a lot of pseudonyms and now i'm more happy to um you know write and claim stuff for myself under my own name so i have i have actually gone back and reclaimed some of the older material Uh, a lot of it i'm not going to reclaim because i'm just i'm quite happy to leave in the past and move on you know to, to pastures blue and um yeah that was actually one of them and um I'm glad I did it now because somebody really enjoyed it.
1: I sure fucked it, <laughs> <laughs> and I've talked it up multiple times because and it's absolutely, absolutely fantastic and hilarious. I, I, I freaking loved it. <laughs> sure, I also sure. have um the Mind Factory loaded in my kindle and ready to go i just christina and i are forever book stressed at this point in our lives so all of the things that we really really want to read <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's so in much there. to read.
1: yeah <laughs> but it's in there and i can't wait
0: <laughs> I, I, I can totally understand that point of view because uh you know i'm i'm a reader as well um obviously i don't you know I, I, I review stuff from time to time but it's just you know when i get the time to do it but you guys are actually reviewing stuff all the time you're reading and you're reviewing stuff mm-hmm. all the time but that's like you know you're, what's the phrase side hustle is that correct
2: yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i guess side
0: hobby point yeah. yes. <laughs> and i don't know whether it's just you know particularly because of because of godless or whether we're living in you know in some sort of um you know, indie renaissance in the moment, but <laughs> there is so much good shit coming in the pipeline. Yeah. It's
1: just- yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> just avalanche, we're just getting buried under good shit. If there is. Oh, that. And that's,
2: it, it really is because, you know, you, like I read an author and then I'm like, okay, I need to go binge everything else that they've read. But then I have all these new guys coming out and then, yeah, so yeah. book stressed.
1: If you go, if you go to my Amazon wish list, I probably—oh, me wow, too. Uh, well, between what's what you've written that is available on Amazon, plus what I have already purchased from Godless, <laughs> I've probably got every single book that is available. I just haven't had a chance to get through them all because, <laughs> like I said, like for me, I discovered something about myself that i did not realize christina likes to call it those box checking off those boxes we didn't realize we had i love bizarro i love bizarro and your books were really my first introduction to the concept of bizarro horror <laughs> and so i've kind of clung to that and like christina said you read one book from a certain author, and you really, really love it. You just go in and you're like, blah, 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 blam." Mm-hmm. I need everything this person has ever written. Yeah. You are very prolific, so prolific. <laughs> I have not managed to get through prolific. that all yet. I also love, love, loved The Microwave, your short story collection. I loved that so much from the very beginning to the very, very end. I love that first story about the microwave that causes like time to freeze and the, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Christine, if you haven't done that one yet, you really I have don't. not. Oh, God. It's so good. Uh, I'm taking up all her question time because now I'm just like, Meh. it's all right. It's all right. She's like, go I'm going to let it. her you ask her him a question. Well, Ask the man a question, Christina. (laughs) So
2: so I binged, I think five of yours last night. Five, I think. Um, I I did the lusty, which holy shit balls. I did happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday here Thrice, a cursed daughter of the devourer, which is in the- uh, coming Bradicon?
0: yes Bradnamicon.
2: Yes. yes um greece for the gears of heaven i found, well, that, I found one. that one see i can research when there's something to <laughs> flip and research she's um, like the
1: freaking cia man i'm telling you i try i, try. I and thought i read, was good but she's way better <laughs> and then i
2: read squeegee the sewer maid yeah. <laughs> so here's my question here's my question when you are writing stories like squeegee the sewer maid does it make you like physically uncomfortable because the barf and the sewer maid scene I actually had to skip a couple paragraphs because I was like I'm gonna be sick so do you can you write those perfectly fine or does it kind of get to you as well?
1: <laughs> Do you gross yourself out, man?
2: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, um, it's, it's a very strange situation I find myself in because, um, you, you guys are familiar with um, Gerhard Jason Geich, yes? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, one of my yeah. 2 dear if friends. If I'm
0: mispronouncing your last time, I've only ever seen it written down. So if I'm mispronouncing it, I'm sorry, mate. No, uh, I think you. it's right.
1: <laughs> oh, yep. You got it. You got
0: it. He got in contact with me um, not long after um, stuff started appearing on Godless. And he said to me um, that he really enjoyed reading my work because he has this condition whereby he has a hard time picturing things in his mm-hmm. head um yeah you know, Marianne you're 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 a psych no, so have you heard this condition uh, yeah I can't remember, I can't remember.
1: yeah he's a very good buddy of mine we uh we fangirl over you all the time with each other
0: oh. <laughs> and it was interesting yes to absolutely me he was describing his condition and it occurred to me that I also have it to a great degree I don't really see things in my head as I'm writing them it's it's more of a, um, more of a feeling rather than anything else. It's almost like you know, just I, I know the words I need to use, and I, I put them down on the paper, but I don't have any sort of, weird, I don't have a connection to them. It's very peculiar. That's interesting. So, yeah, you know, I, 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 don't have any kind of emotional connection to the stuff I'm putting down. I know it's supposed to be there. And I know when it's correct. Right. Um, it's almost oh, like it, 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 it did
2: its job. It's, it did its job, sir. Let me tell you. <laughs>
0: It's almost like there's like a grammar and syntax to uh, de- de- describing um, the five sentences, you know, five mm-hmm. sentences. And I, so I know when it is correct, but I don't actually have any, you know, say personal connection to it as, as such. Um, so it means even when I'm reading other people's stuff, it's very, very hard to squick me out in any sort of way. So people have to be damn good at what they're doing in order to get under my skin. you know. Yeah. Um, but um, no, I mean, you know it's say squeegee the sewer maid was actually part of um was actually part of a much longer work called exquisite corpse orgy mm-hmm.
1: yes um, I, have, I
0: have that one too
1: <laughs> <laughs> with the giraffe on the cover oh, I
0: <laughs> but i thought um i thought it worked as a little independent piece so i put it out there as an independent piece you know and, you know, if and if people enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, it works. It works. Definitely <laughs> works.
1: So kind of building off of this concept, I, this is very, very interesting to me, um, thinking of both you and Gerhard, who write very, uh, very visual mm-hmm. stories. Your narratives are very easy to visualize for me in my mind when I'm reading them so I'm fascinated by this concept that when and how I am processing this and kind of understanding this is that when those stories are coming into your mind it's just basically like these streams of words that are coming at like do you do you conceptualize like the big, the beginning, the middle, the end? How you want this arc to flow, or do you just kind of just let it happen based on what's coming into your mind?
0: You see, that's a tricky one. I, I don't plan anything into, at all. I have a basic idea, and I you know if if it, if the basic idea is good enough, I let it um, percolate. I used an analogy once with, uh, with another person a long time ago. And um, what I said is that um, I have an idea. And it's a bit like, um, say, a grit of sand getting into an oyster. You know, the grit of sand gets into the oyster. And the oyster builds up, um, you know, it, it's basically an irritation inside the oyster's, you know, guts. So it builds up a protective like coating of goo around it. And over time, that goo builds up and it builds up and it builds up and it becomes a pearl. And for me, that's always been you know the story writing process is that the grip, of the initial germ of an idea, or whatever, goes into you know the imagination part of my head, yeah, and I start building goo around it, and eventually there's this, this entire thing there. Um, maybe it's just there in the subconscious because as I said, when I start working on something, I have no idea where the hell anything's going, and I sit down and I, and it just comes out. Um, it, it sounds really <laughs> mystical, but Stephen King actually described it in a, in, a, in a sort of interesting way that he said that a story is almost like a fossil in the ground. It's, it's entire and it's complete down there. And when you start digging, you get a vague idea of, you know, this is the shape of the thing. I've got an idea of its scale, you know, from the fact that, it's, that you know, the pit is going to be, have to be this big and all that. And you start digging down, digging down. It's like it's, it's already there. It's already complete to be found.
1: You're just uncovering it as you yeah. go along.
0: And it's it's. I know it's a very different process to so many other guys and girls in the industry who plan and plot things meticulously. And I've tried sure. doing that in the past and it just doesn't work for me. I actually wow. Get bored.
1: It's just an example of how remarkable the human brain is and how yeah. uniquely it functions for every single one of us. Nobody is really the same, especially when it comes to creative process or mm. intake processing and Mm -hmm. communication so it's uh, you know that's it's fascinating to me to hear that on a detailed level because my brain most certainly doesn't work that way i have terrible adhd so i always require like a framework to build off of or i'll just ramble completely tangential so like as a person who uh, functions on the complete opposite end of that spectrum at least that's how it feels to me it's very interesting to hear that because I can't even imagine <laughs> I can't even imagine what that's like oh it's very very cool and it is it does kind of seem like mystical magical I'm like how do you do that how does your brain do that sir I don't understand but it's fascinating yes. how did you how did you get drawn into, like, the world of extreme horror, bizarro fiction? Was that something that you just naturally gravitated towards? Or did you have uh, experiences with similar uh, literary works in the past that kind of pushed you in that direction?
0: Um as far as these things go, um, horror, you know, there's an old song that goes, um, music was my first love and it will be my last. Um, for me, that's horror. I mean, I actually, yeah, I actually had the very first book I can ever remember reading, which was a, uh, a horror story. I actually still have it to this day. What is I'm it? Not pack, I, I'm not a pack rat by nature. I don't hold on to things um but I still have this book right I first read this when I was um six, seven years old. um <clears throat> I don't know whether you have this particular publisher over there in, in America Ladybird.
1: no I not that I know of I could be wrong but I'm not familiar with it
0: so I don't know who it's an imprint of I think it's no it's such an old book the actual um the copyright details are actually in uh roman numerals but oh, wow. this is, um ladybird put out they put out um hardback children's books um normally they're like, they're like very simplified and abridged versions of classics you know everything from little women to black beauty etc cetera, etc cetera. Oh, and yeah. at one point um and they're all beautifully illustrated and at one point they did um a series of classic horror stories and um, this was in about the mid-80s because if I know my Roman numerals, this came out in 1986. So this was this. This is a, the Ladybird edition of uh, the Strange Case of Dr Jekyll and Mr Hyde, and I still remember the very first time I read this book, which is also strange. Because I don't have a very good memory, um, and I held on to it. So this is my first exposure to horror about the age of say, six or seven, and it's always been with me ever since then. But as for the the weirder side of things, um, I didn't read a lot of fiction until I turned around about, and uh, I said that was my first example of reading horror. I, I didn't really, really read fiction until I turned about um, 12 or 13, because up until that point, I, I, I loved weird shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> UFOs, um monsters, cryptid, corruption zoology, you know, spontaneous human combustion, all of that kind of magic. Hell, I'll tell you one thing. Actually, one wait one second. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say this sounds so relatable, does it not, Christina?
0: <laughs> oh, 100 <100%. laughs> percent
1: I used to I used to drool over the time life like uh world mystery collection <laughs> that they would like have on Saturday mornings <laughs> because I wanted it so bad. <clears throat>
0: I so said I've always been into the you know weird shit basically, and um, I, I do want to put a little biographical moment here. But um, the day that I married my wife was the was the happiest day of my life uh, because I was marrying my best friend, and you know, I, I absolutely was. her. She's my whole world. But there was a tiny small part of me that was also also really fucking happy that we got married on Loch Ness. <gasps> <laughs> You did! That's amazing. I'm, I want to show you this. This is a photograph that was taken on board the the ship because we actually, you know, we had this. Um, we hired the, one of these boats that got. Um, they take tourists out with sonar, radar, and all that kind of shit on looking for the monster. Oh my so god! Is, I'm, I'm trying try to try to get it in <gasps> oh! the ship. Oh!
2: That is too cute.
1: Oh! That is too cool. Oh my god! That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's too cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh friends if you are listening on uh, a podcast streaming service get it if you get a chance you've got to jump over to uh yeah. youtube and catch this one because that is adorable if i can i'll catch a screen cap and put it on the facebook group because that is too great that is too great
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so
1: sweet
0: i'll answer your question I really enjoyed weird shit, so I was I was mainly into nonfiction for, for you know a long period of time. I used to read this magazine um, called the Forty in Times. Because, <laughs> uh, you if you've heard of it? It's it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good read. It's um, it's it's skepticism with you know with the little c rather than the big K. Um, Great. Right, right. it's, 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 but um, they had an interview <laughs> in there one one month with a writer. Called Robert Rankin, mm-hmm. and um, Robert Rankin's like a—he's a, a British comic writer, and not um you know comics the you know the pit, you know uh, Superman novels or but um more like Terry you know like Terry Pratchett you know yeah, and he was writing <laughs> books which were really bizarre books. I mean, some of the titles alone will give you an idea of so strange. So I went, I, he had books called like um, Nostradamus Ate My Hamster. <clears throat> Or Raiders of the Lost Car Park. Uh, All right. Almost like our used-
1: goosebumps, yeah? Kind of like our goosebumps titles from R. Oh. R. L. Stein.
0: No, no, no. He was writing just he was just writing weird. Weird shit. Weird <laughs> shit. <laughs> and he made he, he made, he's still writing to this day. He made oh, a yeah. good living it. More like Terry Pratchett, as I said. Okay. So I started reading. <coughs> <laughs> And that was um, my introduction to back, read back into fiction. And, uh, I just realised that if you want to read weird shit in fiction, basically you have to read horror. And as mm-hmm. like I said, horror was, was the initial germ for me was um, strange cases of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. So I started reading horror from that point on. But there wasn't really any kind of weird shit out there until Bizarro became proper thing. Because until that, until you know the, the late part of the um, twenty zeros. Which is when, you know, Bizarro started to come on a proper thing. You had to look more to literature to find weird shit. That's why I think of, I mean, Gams off the top of my head, anything by, say, the likes of Flann O'Brien, an Irish writer. Um, There's a wonderful Russian novel called uh, The Master and Margarita. But um, obviously, after Bizarro came along, those of us who love the weird shit, I found it's just an entire genre which is just weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs>
1: it's great.
0: I started, you know, turning my efforts towards writing that stuff, and that's what I was doing for about, you know, the past ten years or so until recently. Um, as I said, horror was my first love; it will be my last. Oh. Got back into horror, and then the godless thing happened. And here we are
1: now. Yeah, kaboom. (laughs) This is pretty great. Yeah, I actually just did a panel a couple weeks ago with a group of authors, reviewers talking about this renaissance of indie horror that we've seen since like 2020. And all of the reasons we think it may have happened and like historical trends and stuff. So absolutely, it's it's been wonderful to be a part of.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> it's Chris. it's like um it's like finding your tribe.
2: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We've said that many times. It is because I, you know, um, before I found like Godless and you know books like that, I actually you know classics and literary fiction and things like that and. I didn't even know that I would enjoy a genre like this until I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. You know, what's the worst that can happen? And then, you know, what is it since July? I haven't, I haven't read like any of the books that I typically would read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just mostly godless and, you know, (laughs) independent now. So one of the, one day. One day I'll get to read my Yanagahara that I bought last month.
1: <laughs> we're living our best lives. Let's just enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Christina, do you have I a do. question for Mr. Sweeney?
2: I have one more. I have one more. Oh. I, um, Like I said, I read The Lusty last night um, from The Seven Sins, which I think that that's so clever the seven Sins, the title um and i got you know i read the last C, fell in love with it super brutal um if you have not checked that out check that out definitely um so i was you know going through and i'm like checking off my boxes i'm like okay so we got gluttony we got sloth and i realized pride have you released pride yet
0: no pride um, if you remember from your classical reading, Pride is the worst of the Seven Deadly Sins. Mm-hmm. So naturally, it had to be the last in the series. So That's what I'm actually working on at the moment.
2: Awesome. So it's coming.
0: Yeah, well, As I said, it had to be the Kappa because Pride is the worst of the classical <laughs> Seven Deadly Sins. So that one will be just be called The Proud. Any idea when that
1: one might like, be available. <laughs> no. Like, no. <laughs> yeah.
2: You get it when you get it. You get, Settle it,
1: you get it. Settle we down. Settle down, we have, lady. We have plenty. We have plenty. <laughs> that's it's true. That's true. It's not like yeah, I yeah. haven't got like 50 Kevin Sweeney books. I still need a right. read. <laughs> Do you, when you write, do you usually only work on one project at a time or do you normally have multiple things going?
0: Oh, definitely multiple things going all the time. It's just, it's, you know, you get, um, you get to a certain point with something and either you get a little bit blocked so you need to you know, let it rest in your subconscious. You know, you need to you know, let the, the guys down there do a bit more digging for the fossil, you know, use <laughs> the previous uh, metaphor oiling to let, let a bit more of the goo build up around the, the pearl to use my other well my metaphor not Stephen King's um so yeah I flit around all the time so I've got about you know say four odd projects on any one particular time.
1: Holy crap
0: uh, I, think it's quite common. I think it's quite common for a lot of writers actually. I can't
1: I can't I, I, you're again you're a situation where my right.
0: day <laughs> didn't you huh? You had Ash Eric Moore on the other day. Oh yes,
1: we did, we did.
0: And he was saying he was saying that he basically had he had what the one board up over here and he had another board up over there, like a black board there and a white board there, which he just had stuff which was just projects he was working on, you know. That mother he's a fucking Shane, that's he, guy is. he is yes, yes. he
1: writes like he writes like a book a day i don't understand yeah. how he does this or what where it all comes from because they're all uniquely different so i yeah again like i i don't know that my brain could process that many storylines all at once and still keep them all straight so yeah. to me again i'm like what this so is I think, magic i think if is you, you look at this the very
0: productive um the most productive people that we work you know in in this part of the industry are, are be ash himself um would be matt shaw would be another one oh yeah
1: uh,
0: yeah john athan uh, oh mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: yeah. Uh, you can tell those guys are working on multiple stuff all of this you know all the time so me saying four is is probably nothing compared to what those guys are doing they're probably you know they've got these all these things juggling all this, like that you know chainsaws and posters and all sorts of things going
1: (laughs) (laughs) up well we are going to take a very quick break it's time for the ad zone we're going to give a little shout out to godless here which is really how we all came to be here right now (laughs) so we will be back in just a minute hang tight Hey kids, looking for a way to affordably access the best and wildest independent extreme horror currently in existence? Godless Horrors is the place to be. Go to www.godless.com to gain access to thousands of extreme horror and splatterpunk books from the genre's best and brightest independent authors. Godless Horrors offers every title in their catalog in a variety of formats to ensure compatibility with your favorite digital reading device. Strapped for cash? No worries. Godless has a fantastic collection of free titles ready for instant download, with other titles in their collection rarely exceeding $3 to $4. Again, go to www.godless.com or download the app and tell them what the fuck you're looking for. Come join the godless tribe today. Forever delightfully deviant. Forever godless. Okay, here we are. It is time for the rapid fire four tell them about it christina
2: four questions four answers we need immediate answers
1: if you give the wrong answer we kill you Mm. sorry about it
2: i mean but he's so far away in covid and airplanes oh i'll to play.
1: i'm (laughs)
2: I'm, I'm out i'm way too lazy for that nonsense
1: i'm never lazy enough for that okay
2: (laughs) Let's all right. do it. Go, Push Christina, your... go. Number one. Which of your characters do you identify with the most and why?
0: I'm not identify with any of them. They're all horrible, horrible people I'm not.
2: <laughs> they are all very. They very...
1: all suck. Awful. Okay. Awful. Why, why do you think you write such horrible people?
0: Uh oh, short answer hard determinism everything was dictated at the beginning of the universe to wind up this way we have no free will of our own
2: wow okay he's well, he's mixing it up i'm loving it mixing it up i know he's well, throwing us off our game and we like have a script
1: <laughs> that's true yeah I'm shook right now. <laughs> Is there any other literary genre you would like to try outside of four? I know you said it's your first and your last. It's your alpha and your omega forever your love. But would you branch out to anything else?
0: Um, I already have done because of a, a certain wicked influence from Down Under, actually.
2: <laughs> Is it McCarty? McCarty?
0: Yeah, he, he infects and corrupts everything. He, does. he really that does
2: son of a beast thing <laughs> <laughs> but we have to love him so much he's like, a dirty
1: dirty filthy man
0: <laughs> and he's oh, tucked away way him. down there right at the bottom of the globe and his, his evil just spreads out
1: it is and you know if he would just come on the podcast he could infect so many other people and he just won't do it he won't do it he's we're just doing, doing a written out. with him Yeah, he's just missing out.
0: Uh, He's like the devil.
1: Yeah, he is. He works in
0: the background.
1: You heard it here, people. Simon McCarty is the devil.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which is so funny because the devil is like my favorite trope. So that actually, it makes sense because how I started with reviewing is I would read Simon McCarty stuff and I would do like a love letter to Simon McCarty about how he was ruining my life and cursing my family um and it just kind of like i would start it out with
0: with a beard doing this yeah
2: yeah he probably was it was like i like fucking up her life um but i would actually start it out with like dear simon mccarty and like one of his stories um I felt I wrote something to the effect of he was, um, contaminating my family and my son was going to grow up and, you know, be in prison for stabbing people. And my daughter was going to be a stripper and her name was going to be Simone McFarty and just.
1: My son yeah. will probably end up in prison for stabbing people with or without Simon McFarty, but yeah, I know. No, my, I mean,
2: <laughs> no, Kieran, a very good kid. <laughs> My now Sarah's on the other hand the little one the little girl nope don't trust her nope don't trust her
1: Christina hit him with number three
2: boom what is your favorite story you have written
0: favorite story that I've written um it's probably genocide on the infinite express actually um that's that's So I don't want to bore you with the details of that, but it was basically an exercise whereby I had the stupid idea, which is, you know, this is the little grit that gets into your head. But instead of letting it develop, I just said, right, every single day you're going to sit down and you're going to write a chapter of this. You don't know what's going to happen. I'm not letting you get off the hook. You're not allowed to sit back and let the some cultures boys, you know, do their work <laughs> in the background. You just sit down, you write that thing. And I wrote this thing and I thought, this is really, really crap. This is stupid. And then I submitted it <laughs> on a win. And it struck a real chord with the editor over a razor head. And if you write, if you write bizarro, a razor head is the is the is the one you want to crack. Yep. And this so I, I was kind of proud of this really stupid little thing that just popped out of nowhere basically.
1: Ah, now I'm gonna have to go find it
2: you can't that's what i'm telling you
1: god damn it kevin sweeney
2: <laughs> i'm on to, oh, you. I'm on to you. <laughs> the most frustrating because like ash i couldn't find a lot on ash because he started like 18 months ago so sure you know i'm not gonna you on the other hand should have been able to find more but i couldn't you are uncrackable <laughs> <laughs>
1: If you, if you could co-author with anyone, living or dead, who would it be?
0: If I did co-author with anyone, living or dead, who would it be? Oh God, well, um, for all of the fact that I, you know, I write extreme horror, and I know for a fact he, I don't, he has never co-authored with anyone before. It'd have to be the master of the genre, which is Ramsey Campbell.
1: Um, <gasps> Just kind enough to accept my friend request on Facebook. And he's such a gentleman.
0: He is a true, he is a true gent, that bloke is.
1: I I almost felt like I was like soiling his reputation by being his friend on the book of (laughs) Facebook. I was like, you are too good of a human for me to be friends (laughs) with. You are way too polite and sweet and just proper (laughs) for the stuff that he writes. (laughs)
0: Everyone knows he's a thoroughly decent bloke and he just happens to be one of, the, one of the finest horror writers of the past century
1: Yes, yes, I couldn't believe it, I I, I sent a, a friend request on a whim and he added me back and then d- d- direct messaged me just to touch base and like find out who I am and like I was just like, I couldn't believe that I was having a, a conversation with Real CQ <laughs> I was shook. I was totally shook. I think you should reach out. Send him uh send him James. See what he see what he thinks. Right. (laughs) You're like, hey. I love it. (laughs) If you were gonna send a book to Ramsey Campbell, that's a
2: good one. that's a good
1: one. She'd just be like, hey. Here's my thing. Here's what I write. This is my style. Would you be interested in co-authoring with me? What book would you send him?
0: I just wouldn't do it. I oh couldn't. no! Oh. I couldn't. I no, no. That's no. That, that that would be like that. That would be like you know, so me, me, me being a four-year-old kid taking my my scribbled, crappy pictures that Mum had put up on the fridge and you know this is our house this is our stick figure family (laughs) the lots of Picasso and saying do you want to collaborate (laughs) it's not going to happen
1: I don't think that at all
0: (laughs) there are are levels in this game and you know we should all appreciate who we are and where we should be we should stay
1: (laughs) kevin's like i just gotta stay in my lane man right (laughs) i know my scope of practice (laughs) well i think your scope is pretty much up there so uh, um well you know it's funny different writing styles and different authors will set fires in different people's brains (laughs) different unique and individual reasons. yours just happens to be one that starts fires in my brain Gerhard I love he's forever sending me his new stuff hey will you read this and I never hesitate I'm like why are you even asking me like is because he's Ah, it's just something about bizarro and the style that you guys write in. I just uh freaking love it.
2: It's her jam. It's her bop, if I may.
1: They're total, they slap.
2: <laughs> they She's slap. so cool.
1: They slap so hard. Total, She's so cool. I'm so cool. Total banners. Like, I don't know what Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, congratulations, Mr. Kevin Sweeney. You have successfully survived the test of the rapid fire for this time. Well, this one time. This one time.
2: Yep. It's an accomplishment. It is.
1: Oh, it is.
2: I should also probably point out that uh, there was one copy of the genocide on the Infinite Express on Amazon, and I got it.
1: <laughs> you shut up! i got it <laughs> shut up i got it <laughs> i just well, gonna say. <laughs> well after you read it you better read i can it share Pennsylvania. it yeah i can share it
2: i'll we, share
1: we, it I'll, I'll send you a little bit of money and we can have joint custody of that joint <laughs> <laughs> you need to book <laughs> you need, out, joint need to pass that spliff to this bitch when you're done joking on it because i need that <laughs>
2: gotcha gotcha
1: Oh, Kevin, you are so kind and so patient for hanging out with us because we are um,
0: loud um, and
1: loud us. and us. Um, well, pretty,
0: cool. pretty ridiculous.
1: You. <laughs> You're so kind, so kind. If the people would like to contact you, um, should they? <laughs> and if, if that's okay. Where is the best place for them to find you or reach out to you if they have questions or are interested in how to get physical questions? Oh my gosh. Hold on. There you go. I'm about no, now. You're back. Okay. You're back. So if people would like to contact you, if they should contact you, where is the best place for them to find you or to reach out if you're comfortable with that?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm quite comfortable with that it's on facebook and just today i joined the tiktok
1: <gasps> yes that's right you followed me i followed you back
0: <laughs> the <laughs> talker talking.
1: ticks the the tikki tackies now you have to actually make content so if you need help holler at your girl because i got your friend i can help
0: you okay. where can <laughs> we find you
1: <laughs> yeah what is your handle on tiktok
0: it's um highly original at Sweeney kevin yes my name is just vice versa boom
1: do you still are you still active with your instagram i feel like you had an instagram but i feel like i tried to tag you in something recently and i maybe was not able to find you are you still doing insta it disappeared
0: off my phone i think i have to reinstall it okay okay i've I've mentioned to you before that uh, as far as uh as far as technology goes so i'm always a little bit little bit leery about installing anything new because i have got this terrible fear that i'll be I, i'll just fumble through things i'll accidentally get the you know the, the uh <coughs> the, the nuclear weapon codes and set them
1: up <laughs> maybe so
2: that's a that's a strong fear right now you
1: know and <laughs> yeah. maybe you said that like everything is predetermined so uh if that's the way it's gonna be that's the way it's gonna be let's just let it happen
0: we can
1: can all just (laughs) lean into it
2: right kevin sweeney ended the world thank you Kevin. i mean
1: it's not gonna be any worse than anything else that's coming so Mm. (laughs) especially For more information on Kevin Sweeney, including his full bibliography, which uh, dear Christina just, (laughs) she labored over pulling this together because it is quite remarkable and impressive. Please refer to today's show notes or come join us on the Mothers of Mayhem official Facebook group. Of course, as always, we have our merch store. The link you for all of these things can be found on my personal link trees. Um, or through our pin posts on the Facebook group, of which Kevin Sweeney is a member. So that is also a good place to tag him in a post if you're interested in connecting. I'm popping new designs on the merch store all the time. Our Facebook group is highly active. Lots of activity on a daily basis. Um... And you can find the links to our various social media accounts in our show bio. As always, send your questions, comments, or insults to our email address, podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail. Do not forget to send dildos to Christina. Please don't. I'm just going to chuck them. I'm going to chuck them at the moose yeah well well, you need something to fight off the moose you hear this they're aggressive so dm they're aggressive her mailing address kevin i'll get that to you here shortly so you can do your part as always a huge thank you to singer songwriter amigo the devil who was so kind in letting us use his song hungover in Jonestown as our theme. I told you on the last episode, you should be listening to him. If you are an extreme horror fan, if you are not, I I don't know why he writes modern murder ballads. Like his songs are basically short, extreme horror stories. So you need to be listening to this guy. He's incredible. Mama C. Who yes, ma'am. we have coming to hang out with us on our next double whammy?
2: Mr. Jasper Bark.
1: <gasps> my precious book papa! Oh my God! Kevin, have you met Jasper?
0: Uh, no, isn't he another you know, Brit? Yeah! Yes. There's, there's a lot of us over here, but um, we, so we're, we're British, so we don't talk no. to each other.
2: It's very American. Too, yeah, like.
1: makes sense. Makes sense. Well, Jasper Bark is another one of my top three favorite authors. Uh, Jasper, Kevin Sweeney, and Matthew Cash. My top favorite three. So I'm super excited about this. This is awesome. Yeah. Good
2: month. A good month for Marion.
1: I'm stroking out. You guys are going to have to wrap this one up. (laughs) In between
2: our double mom interviews, we will be bringing you special installments of my intimate chat with mom series, as well as discussion panel series called Hidden Voices of Horror. So get hyped for that, kids.
1: Until next time. Go raise some hell children.
2: Make your book mommies proud.
1: (gasps) Say bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. (laughs) Bye, my children. I love you. See you soon, suckers.
0: Life is a jewel, and death is the punchline. (laughs) i you